Hello everyone, my name is Anakin Meeker and welcome back to another episode of the Anakin Meeker Podcast and I'm switching it up. I, I was just looking at my room, I was looking at my room um, and I was like, the whole reason that I, I had the camera set up facing the opposite way is because is because I I didn't have any decorations behind me. And I just, I started looking at it, and I was like, you know what? You know what? I got my plant. I got my new California Republic flag above my 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 couch. I got my bed, or not my bed stand, my, my end table here. And I got my, my lizard up there that I created. I was like, you know what? This is, this is starting to look a little homey. We'll put a candle over here, and we'll... We'll start, we'll change it up. We'll change it up a little bit. Old Anakin. Little Orphan Annie over here fucking making calls. Making big shots. Making decisions like the adult that I am. Which is weird. I definitely don't feel like an adult. It's very strange. Being early 20s is very strange. I was actually thinking about this while I was doing my dishes like a woman yesterday and just like how I mean Mark Norman a comedian he has a a joke about it where you or you guys didn't miss anything I'm I'm just yanking on my fucking microphone again um I won't touch it. Jesus Christ. Okay? Okay? Are we done cutting out? Are we done cutting out? Can we not cut out? Okay. But yeah, Mark Norman has a joke about it. Um, where he's like, I grew up liking grape juice. And I, I like red wine. I grew up liking kids. Sexually. Now I like adult women. That was close. Like, something something along those lines. <laughs> um, just how... Just how close, how close we get, just how, how pivotal, how, just how weird it gets when you're about 18, 19, 19's pushing it, it's like, you know, you could be a freshman in high school dating the sophomore, or a freshman in, Jesus Christ, how about we fucking work, can we work? Have you ever considered this thing called working? I'm trying to do a joke about pedophilia here, and you keep cutting out on me. Is it a sign? Maybe. But it's fine. I'm trying to do a thing. I'm trying to do a thing. <sighs> okay. Okay. Three minutes. We're four minutes in. We got plenty of time. I got plenty of... Guys, listen. Stick with me. Stick with me here. I still got... ...happening right now. Alright, I'm giving it one more chance. If it cuts out one more time, I... Okay. We'll be right back. Way down. Your microphone number two now. Microphone number two. Uh, let's turn you down. I know it's not connected to the internet. Holy shit. Okay. Sorry about that. What I was going to say... What I was going to say is that if my microphone cuts out again, I'm grabbing my other one. But it didn't even give me the chance. So I am just calling, calling it a day on that other microphone. You are done. I, whatever, I know what it is, it's the fucking audio jack, or the, whatever the fuck, fuck that microphone, just throw it, I'm throwing it away, I'm throwing it away, I need new ones anyway, I need a new one anyway, I need a new one, okay, okay, let's, let's get some audio in my right ear, please, holy shit, don't tell me that this isn't gonna work, don't fucking do this to me, are you serious, are you serious, we're at five minutes and thirty seconds, in and I haven't done shit. I haven't talked about anything. There we go. Did a 
fucking pedophilia joke. Still haven't grown out of that. Didn't even fucking finish it. The point is I was going to make is just that. Just how weird it was when I was like 18 or 19. And still like, I still kind of understood. But I was growing out of, you know, liking 16 year olds. And so I was like, this is weird. And I was just reflecting on that. It's it's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, is I like grown women now. And the older I get, the less I understand it. Which I feel like is how it's supposed to go. When you're a fully functioning person. It's how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to eventually get to a spot when you're like 30 and you're like, You did what? You fucked a... What? She... She can barely drive to school. You did what? Just like that. You're supposed to get there. That's not the point. It's not the point. That's not, that's not the point of the show. I, I was just going to make a joke, but it's fine. It's fine. My microphone didn't want to do it. That's it. That's all I was going to say on the matter. That's the angle I was going to take. Sorry. Technical difficulties. But anyway. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's where we go. That's what, that's That's where we're at. That's where we're at right about now. Just... Fucking on my couch, screaming. I wanted to do a new setup. I wanted to do a new setup. I was looking at it. There. We got past it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let me start another story for you. Let me start another one. Let me start another one. Let me turn me up. Let me fucking cross my leg. Like a man. Like a man. And let's let's weave a narrative. Just like the the elites in America do. They can do it. Why can't I? Why can't I be a silly guy? Why can't I troll while I pass money back and forth between, you know, me and my friends? My rapist friends. that like to fly out to an island and then we murder and jack the guy that, you know, he was, he was responsible when it was, he was the one responsible, not us that were actually doing it. What are you talking about? I'm just, you know, can't let let the pedophilia stuff go away. But it's fine. I was just, whatever, whatever. What are you doing, Anakin? What are we doing? What are we fucking doing right now? Next topic is enlightenment. I want to know, I want to know if you can get there in one lifetime. Does it actually take multiple lifetimes? Because I'm too fucking impatient. I think that's some some eastern ass shit. That's some eastern ass belief. It doesn't saying that you have multiple lives to get shit done. It doesn't really jive with the American narrative. It doesn't go along with what we want to believe here. So I think I think that you can no matter where you start, it's possible to reach enlightenment. True enlightenment. In one lifetime. I don't think it takes multiple lifetimes. I think that's absurd. I think that's crazy. But one lifetime, yes. Yes. Now why do I say that? Anna, can you better provide some evidence? Or else. Or else what? People will stop listening. Fair enough. Alright, well, I am, in fact, trying to make a career out of talking, so I need people to listen. So here's my proof. My proof is that I'm buying time because I have none. But maybe eventually I can pull some shit out of my ass. Or maybe not. And that's the way things work. And that's being enlightened. Being enlightened is just kind of going with the flow. Not really, you know... Not really being so tense, being so crazy, being so scared, being so scared that you, um, that you don't take risks, that you don't 
move with confidence. I think that's a big part of it is is just having a plan. I don't know. I'm really trying to pull some shit out of my ass. The the fucking technical difficulties threw me off. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I got to get back in the mode. Get back in the mode. Get comfortable on the mic again. This happens every time. Every time. Every time I take a break, I'm like, ooh, it's a little shaky. It's a little rocky. And then by a minute, like 15, minute 11, we start relaxing a little bit. By 30 minutes in, we're good. And then by 50, we're fucking saying that gay people shouldn't have rights. And that's that's just the name of the Anakin Meeker game. And I think being able to grasp that, knowing what I am, knowing who I am, the way that I operate... Fully understanding myself is, in fact, enlightenment. And just being able to tie it all together. Comedically enlightened is what I want to be. Let's explore that a little bit more. What is, if we keep going, I mean, what is the line? What is the line that you have to cross to become enlightened. Can you be enlightened at one specific category, one thing, and then you become enlightened at another thing and another thing, and it's it's like you're building this brick house of understanding. But that kind of goes along with the question of can we know everything? Because the more that you know... I would argue, is the more that you're enlightened. So maybe we can't. Maybe that's the only way to become enlightened. You can become spiritually enlightened. You can be enlightened physically. I would point to supreme athletes, crazy trainers, myself, or ex myself and then you know fitness nuts people that are crazy about fitness they know everything know every little detail i would say that they're enlightened they're enlightened physically and maybe enlightenment is just an alternative way of thinking about intelligence like the smarter you are Just, just the smarter you are, um, the more, the more you know. I mean, yeah, no shit. But I'm trying to. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that. I think they're interchangeable. I think that intelligence and enlightenment are in- interchangeable. I don't know the actual definition. I don't know. I don't know shit about enlightenment, but I'm just I'm just going off what I think it is. But yeah, I think you can. I think technically you can. But the problem we run into is that well, I guess this this goes along with their belief is that we run out of time in our life to know everything. So if if enlightenment is you know everything then i would i would say no you can't you can't become enlightened in one lifetime but i would say that you can become enlightened at certain things and that life is about seeing how many things you can become enlightened at at the same time though at the same time you can't just can't just go around learning random shit it has to be applicable it all has to mesh into one thing and I guess that makes you you is like, I'm enlightened, just for an example, I, I like football, 
or no, my, my, I mean, my three main things are the podcast, um, content creation, public speaking, whatever you want to describe it as. Um, and then I like art and athletics, like health, health science. So those three things I believe that I'm enlightened in. Not 100% there yet, but I know them. But at the same time, I know I know that I don't know shit about it. Like, the more you learn, the less you realize you know. I don't know if I put that well, if I stated that correctly. But it's that quote of, all I know is I know nothing. That overused quote. It's like, you... Why did my face just make that face? And so, that's how thoughtful I'm being. You know you're thoughtful and enlightened when you start biting your lip and making kissy faces. Doing crazy crazy little car rounds just like dancing you know you're killing it if you're making a crazy face and you don't realize it but yeah I feel like being enlightened plus like who's to say who the fuck is to say humans a human a human said this or a collection of humans said that we were I mean, described what enlightenment is. It's like, why? Why do we want to be? Because it's way easier. There's no benefit to our survival. It's like, why? Why would we want to know everything? Like, what what is it about humans that make us want to become enlightened? Because, I mean, day-to-day life for animals... They're not fucking thinking about that. They're thinking about who they're gonna, who they're gonna fuck, and what they're gonna fuck. Maybe not even what. They know exactly what the fuck they're gonna fuck. It's in their blood. It's in their DNA. Ugh, yawn. But it's like, come on, man. Who says? Who says that enlightenment is the thing? And who defines it? I'm supposed to just take you at face value? Guy from a couple thousand years ago that sat under a tree for 40 days or whatever the thing was? 40 years? 400 years? I don't fucking know what he did. But he said, crisscrossed applesauce right under a tree and just didn't do anything and then said he talked to God. It's like, did ya? Or did you just go fucking insane? (laughs) Did you just go fucking insane under a tree? You fucking heathen. Talking about Buddha. I think it was Buddha. That's just a interesting... Interesting thought. That kind of... That kind of... that, That plagues me. It's like, what is enlightenment? I think enlightenment is the mix. To me, I would say it's the mix of like knowing you have knowledge, you're smart, you're no dummy. I would say it's also a a mix of what you do with that knowledge. And then coming to terms with what you are, who you are, just finding that inner peace. We're all saying the same thing. Let's be honest. We're all saying the same thing. You got scientists, the mind, mind body connection. You got religions trying to say physical 
um, and spiritual. It's all the same shit. All the same thing. Where you... It's all the same terms, all the same... The similar... I All the same ideas, or very similar ideas, that lead you to being satisfied, being nice, and striving for self-improvement. And so I would I would I would think after that long tirade the conclusion I'm coming to is that enlightenment would be being completely satisfied with where you're at understanding who you are, the world you're in and then just accepting the fact that you can't know everything about it. You can't figure out it. There is no secret to figure out. There's no nothing. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. At least right now, we can't see that. So going back to the question reaching enlightenment in your lifetime, Yeah, I think you can. Actually, no. I think you can find inner peace, but I don't think that that's becoming enlightened. Enlightenment would be knowing everything. Like you finally learn everything. You're, it washes over you. And I believe that happens after you die. I believe that after you die, everything comes to you like you. You just, your spirit, whatever that may be, whether it's you think God is waiting on the other side, whether you're a fucking pharaoh back in Egypt, your spirit is there and when you die, when you pass on, when you become one with the universe, you just... You just understand in a way that the human mind can't comprehend. And I think when you reach that point after you perish, after you leave the mortal world, and you're disbanded across the galaxy, I think that's when you become enlightened. At the very end. Switching gears here. I want to go into silly childhood stories. This is something that I've been I've been thinking about doing for a while now. Cuz I got I got a lot of them. I was watching Tim Dillon and he was um he was going on a rant about his schizophrenic mother. And I was just like that's the that's the way that I want to fucking operate. I'm tired of crying about my past, about all this other shit, about sitting in my fucking bed Late at night being like, what What was me? Just high as shit with the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Sitting there like, oh man, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, I called out Miley by name, oh no, oh god, oh god, why did I say that a year and a half ago and 20 people watched the video that probably don't even remember, oh god. Oh, jeez. Why did I do the life story video? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Ow, my stomach. Oh, no. While I was having, like, you know, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. I'll say some shit on the podcast. I'll upload it. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, fuck. Especially when I live alone. I live alone here. I'm just by myself. Me and my doggy. Where'd he go? I don't know where he went. This is me and my pooch. Come home after a, a tough shift, shift at work. People, because I deal in sales, and people, you know, yelling at me, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. Three years of a podcast is not making me any money yet. I know it's on the way. I know it's a matter of time. Especially now, actually. Shout out to all of you. Literally anybody listening to this right now, I appreciate you heavily. 
I make a lot of jokes. I talk a lot of shit. But at my very core, I fucking love you and I appreciate it. Just because, like, I mean, flat out, um, it gives me a reason to keep going. So just a little shout out. But I was watching Tim Dillon and I was like, man, that's how you fucking handle it. That's how you fucking handle crazy shit happening to you. You don't sit back. Just any of the comics. It's like you sit back and you just fucking look at the absurdity of it. You accept it. And you make fun of it. So that's what I want to do. Starting with the big one. The big one. I don't know if I've told this story. But the big one is like, you know, I'm suicidal. I'm suicidal. I got all this crazy shit going on in my head. Um, fun upbringing. All that. What was me? <laughs> but... I don't know if I put this in the video when I talked about it, the life story video, but whatever, I'll tell the story again. So, so <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. We're going back to October a year ago, a year ago, a year ago. Let's, let's look at the, actually, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. That's the move. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to revisit it a year later. Revisit it a year later and make fun of it. So yeah, I'm, last year I'm a trainer. I'm a trainer. I'm going to work. I'm working out. I'm going to put the whole fucking thing out there. I don't care. I'm dropping names. I'm making fun of shit. I don't care. Ooh, I'm excited. Alright, quit fucking... Uh, can you tell I'm nervous? Because I keep fucking just brushing it off. Whatever. Yeah, let's do it. You just got to go for it. But yeah, last October, I'm, I'm a trainer. And in the months leading up to um, my, my mental breakdown, because that's what it is. I'll call it what it is. It's a mental breakdown. Um, I started seeing this girl, this lovely, just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful girl named Madison. Um, she went to the gym I was at. And... It was one of those things where it was like, I was like, man. Okay, actually, so there, I, this is, this is the type of links, the type of fucking crazy motherfucker I am when it comes to the ladies. This is why I fucking scare them off because at, this was at my job, at my job at work. And by the way, never dating a co, not even a coworker, anybody involved with the, the work life. Especially at a gym. Me and my friend have talked about that. How gym bitches are fucking wild. And I'll tell you the same. They're fucking wild. They're fun as shit. But goddamn, oh, They will make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> um, literally. Yeah just I mean look at anybody who's dating a fitness chick. That dude. Watch him. Watch him. I know it's hard because the chick is beautiful, but when they're together, it's very telling. Watch the dude. He's stressed out. He's fucking always ready for a fight. He's looking. He's angry all the time. Just look at him. Like, any anybody that has a bombshell wife, shit like that, nine times out of ten, you'll notice that they don't look happy. Something seems off, and that's because the dude is on edge. He thinks that somebody's going to fuck his bitch. And he's right. Because she's a hoe. In this case, I fell in love with said hoe. I mean, flat up, uh, flat out, I was desperate for love. I fell way easy into it. We didn't even fuck, which is crazy. And that's that's how much of a glutton I am for love is. And just wanting somebody. Is at that time, I was so desperate for love. I didn't even hit and I fell in love. Which I told that story. I was like, you know, we were... We had a great, I had a great time, but I made a fucking fool of myself. I'll be honest with you. Made an absolute fool of myself, got way too high in front of her. I did drugs on the first date. I mean, the fuck are we talking about? Of course, of course it's not going to work out. Of course she's not going to text you back after that. But yeah, I'm, like we, I was stuck, made out with her and... You know, I feel like I had a good time. I fell in love because I wanted to. And she was just trying to hook up. I mean, that's... I think 
I think at first, I think at first Madison wanted to, um, you know, actually date, but I just, I just flat out fucked up. I fumbled the bag. Whew. It is what it is. And at the time, at the time I had never, mm, I, I mean, at the time I'd never really been with a girl that, that beautiful to me at least. But the, what I was going to get at is, is this is the, <laughs> the crazy links that I'll go <laughs> to date a woman, which is like, uh, is I was at the gym and it became a thing. I became the how's it going guy because I would say how's it going to literally everybody because in my <laughs> in my brain I was like this bitch walks by me every fucking day and is a 10 just a flat out 10 I've never seen a bitch that I've I've fucking I mean wanted to fuck more like it was just one of those things where I was like holy shit and so I had to come up with a reason to talk to her. And so my my strategy was to say hi to everybody. So that way it didn't seem weird to my boss when I said hi to her. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> so literally every motherfucker that walked in that door, I was, how's it going? How you doing? That way as soon as Madison walked in, I'd be like, hey, how are you? And then it wasn't weird. <laughs> God, I'm fucking crazy, dude. This is why I'm single. Because I'm a fucking psycho. I'm a fucking psycho. God. Oh, man. Man, but yeah. So, Madison's walking by every day in her fucking leggings and her crop top. Which, already, gyms are fucking wild if you work at them. Like, gyms are okay if you go there and, like, you work out. It's like... It's basically seeing naked people for an hour or two, which is, like, normal. Normal people see their spouse or their wife naked for an hour a day, maybe. Walking around all hot. Maybe more, depending on how attractive they are. But, like, when you're working at a gym and you just see babes every fucking day in their tights. Especially in the summer, like, shorts... The tights that are shorts, and then the sports bra, and that's it. And it's like, it's like you can't be walking around with all that ass, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not complaining about it. It was nice to see borderline naked ladies every day on a daily basis. But at the same time, it will drive you insane. Because I don't think you're supposed to see naked ladies that are tens that flirt with you and then are like, nah. After one fuck sesh or two or ten or whatever, you know. Miley? No. <laughs> Julia? No. <laughs> Molly? Okay. Um. Anyway, so I'm saying how's it going to this girl and we start talking. We start talking. And I was not, I was not prepared at all. I was not at all mentally ready. Because in the months leading up to that, we were talking, but I was also having suicidal episodes. So, like, it was a mix of trouble at home, the living condition I was in. Um, I mean, talking to her, being all stressed out about her. And then, like, my podcast wasn't working. I was getting zero views every single day. The Bengals weren't good. Were they? I think they were that year. I think that was the year they might have went to the Super Bowl, actually. So it wasn't all a loss. At least the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I only went to the Looney Bin twice. But, yeah, there, I mean, there it was a perfect storm of of bad mental health. And so to kind of cut this long story short cuz I could go on all day. Um I'm a fucking psycho. I fumbled the bag with Madison and it was entirely all my fault. 
Which is like, you know, I explained the situation to her at one point, but I don't. I mean, now. Now I'm like. Let me let me just tell the story. Let me just tell the story. So, like that night, um, that night happens where I fucked it up with her, and so, which is like what and I whatever whatever. I I was upset about it. I was I thought I thought that we were cool. Obviously, we didn't. We weren't. And I mean, she does what countless bitches have done to me in the past. Which I get, because I was an insane person, and was, you know, explaining things, saying crazy shit about my mental health, and how I'm not stable at all, and so she did what any sane woman would do, and kind of started distancing herself, but at the same time didn't flat out say it. And that's where the problem lies, because my brain... Is either we're all in or we're all out. There's no in between. So when it starts to get a little weird dating wise. Like that gray area. I just can't do it. I can't handle it. And so that started happening. And that happened for about three weeks. But this is where it gets fucking crazy. Is because I'm still seeing her walk by. Every day. And I have painted myself into this corner. Of having to say hi to her. Every day. Otherwise, it now looks weird if I start ignoring her only. And I can't stop saying how's it going to everybody saying hi. So yeah, I'm like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm having these suicidal thoughts almost every day at this point. I'm having no success client-wise. Like, I had one or two people client-wise that were actually giving a fuck. Everybody else was kind of like, eh. I know what you're saying, but you're a lot more invested in my health than I am. Despite all the money I'm putting down. So that also was getting to me. I was living in my mom's basement, which was dingy. Had bugs bugs crawling on me and shit. Um, On a mattress that had mold on a fucking stone floor. I mean, it was crazy shit. I was holding knives to my fucking neck. About to stab it through my esophagus. All of this. It was like... It was, I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy. And like, I, like, I'm not, I'm not going for pity here. I'm just telling you how it is, how I see it. Um, yeah, like we got through it. I'm alive today. We're still good. But I would like that, that fucking, that fucks with you is it's like, I'm not in school anymore. This is, this this drama that fuels small town Ohio is like, is just eating me alive. And I can't say anything. I didn't tell anybody about her. I didn't do anything about her because I was so scared of fucking it up. And then I did that. I had to live with my own shame and I almost couldn't. And so getting to the actual episode now is I will you know I was I remember the day I remember the day it was a shitty day my clients were on some shit all day and just so to fill you guys in my clients they the list of clients that went from like top top number would probably be actually no a better way to put it is I would start work at 11 30 a.m and I would get done at 8 p.m so eight and a half hours, almost straight of nonstop people. You got to hang out with said person for 30 minutes. And Madison's going to be in the gym hitting fucking squats with her fat ass and her toned legs and her beautiful... T- okay. Uh, <laughs> um, doing squats for fucking two hours of that. And I would... I mean, straight up, I would. I knew what time she would come in. It would be 4.15. And I would start having a fucking anxiety attack at four, like 4... 4.10, get a little crazier. 4.15, I'm looking for her like, shit, I don't want to, I hope she doesn't come in today. And then, like clockwork, she's there. Walking in, flirting with every dude she can in front of me. And I'm like, ugh. 
And then for for fucking two hours, I got to try and not <laughs> make eye contact. Uh, it sucked. And so that happens. And then it's just hell. And I'm crashing. And thinking back now, now that I know what I know about depression and the way it works, is all it was was I was having an episode and I didn't know how to handle it yet. I wasn't at the point in my life where I could handle it. I didn't know how to navigate those waters. Now it's pretty simple. Um, I know, and actually this could help, hopefully help somebody out there that struggles with the same thing that I do. I have borderline personality disorder and, and that's an official diagnosis from when I was in the mental hospital. I really went there. It's not just a joke. (laughs) Um, yeah, borderline personality disorder where it kind of like ramps up and then it reaches a a peak, a peak slash plateau at the very top where everything's fucking hilarious. Life is good. You can't go wrong. That's where I was at. I was fucking in love with Madison. I had all these bitches on the side I was fucking and I was jacked as shit. And then all of a sudden, boom, you start crashing and you just drop. And it's like, it's like you're in Wonderland. It's crazy. Like you start, I mean, flat out, do you, you, I have the, I get this pit in my stomach that just kind of envelops me. It's all I can think about. And then my brain starts whispering. It's like. And that's, that's the only way I can describe it, is my brain starts telling me, my actual spirit, whoever I am, whatever I am, it's like, hey, you know, you know this, this life shit sucks? You could, stopping is an option. It's 100% an option to stop. Like, you don't have to live anymore. And then it starts playing tricks on you. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I didn't know how to handle that at the time. And I'm not making excuses for the way that I acted. I mean, I acted like a child. Acted like a child killing myself over pussy that I never hit. But yeah, so I'm I'm freaking out and I'm I'm fucking blowing up her phone. We hadn't talked for like a week. I'm like blowing up her phone and shit. I'm like, we got to fucking talk. I got to fucking, I got to say something to you. I got, I don't know what's going on. I need help. I don't fucking, and I thought it was going to be like this crazy moment where she's there for me. I'm, this is how crazy I am. Like when it, I'm straight up, when it comes to women, I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's going to, she's going to greet me with open arms, come out of the gym, be like, Anakin, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were dealing with that, everything. I love you so much. And it's like, no. No, of course, what did I think was going to happen? Shit got awkward. I was fucking dumping my heart and soul into a stranger that I hung out with once for, I don't know, three hours, maybe, and was high for most of it. And then I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. And (laughs) she's like, uh... Okay, and then she gets the fuck out of there. It's like no shit. She she even Madison went to the link, which is like all respect to you. If I see you again, I'm gonna apologize for the way I fucking acted, cause god damn. But she she even did the service of like letting me call her on my way home. It's like, she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that. We were not dating. We She had no stake in this Anakin game. There was no reason for her to do that. But she still felt bad. It's like... Yeah, I mean... That's, I mean, that's why I didn't want to drop her name in the video. That's kind of why I avoided it. But it's still at the same time. It's like... It's like she was being nice. But I was just in such a state of of hysteria that that didn't matter. But yeah, that like 
she wasn't the reason why I had the suicide attempt. But her her distancing herself and kind of making it clear that we weren't going to happen even though I desperately wanted her to like wanted it to um it that was the f- the straw that broke the camel's back sorry about that people um my camera overheated so I had to resort to my backup but where was I I was talking about um medicine and me going to the bridge. Oh, yeah, so I was beating the shit out of my car. I was freaking out. I was having my episode, which I didn't know how to handle at the time. And, you know, I'll kind of blow through the story because I have talked about it a couple times now on the podcast. But, um, yeah, like, I'm I'm at the bridge. I'm standing on the edge. I can feel the wind blowing. Um, and we're talking how many feet? How many feet would it be? It would, it would be, it would be like jumping off a three, maybe four story building into the water. So more than likely I would have got hurt on impact and then drowned, like taken away by the river. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. It's nighttime. Cars are flying by. I'm just standing there when there's no cars. I'm up on the ledge and I'm heavily considering it. I'm on the phone with my friend. My heart's racing. Um, for 45 minutes, I go back and forth, and and then I don't, I don't, I don't follow through with it. I don't step off the bridge, um, and you know the cops get called. The cops get called. I'm with. They're coming, and I'm just, I'm just left, left with myself. Just kind of hanging out with Ruggles alone, waiting on the the cops to show up, and I'm like, man, it it really hadn't hit me what happened yet. I'm fucking freaking out. It's like I almost died, almost died flat out. And so the cops get here, they show up, and I'm like, they're asking me how I'm doing, stuff like that. They come inside. Shit, man. It's a heavy story. Heavy story. I almost died. Almost fucking killed myself. It's crazy. And so I, you know, I'm like, they're like, like, so do you want to go to the hospital? They're kind of getting at it. Going to the mental hospital. I'm like, no, I don't really want to. My dog's here. I got bills to pay. It's like, I don't want to miss work. Um, They're like, you know, we were trying to be nice, but you don't have an option in this. You got to go to the mental hospital. You almost committed suicide, sir. Sorry about it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. All right, fine. Let me, can I like call somebody? Can I take my dog out first? And this is all in my living room. And they're like, they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, you can take your dog out. The guy that was in here, he was like, yeah, you can. So I let him out. And there's another cop walking down the the side or not the sideline the the sidewalk, and Ruggles starts growling and barking because he doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like, "Don't shoot! I know he's black." Dead silence. <laughs> Dead silence. They did not find that funny. <laughs> they did not find that funny. That black joke about cops, funny. Whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. I'm fucking crazy, dude. This is why I'm single, man. <laughs> but I, so I say that. I say that. And we're, um, and you know, Ruggles does his thing. He takes a piss. He takes a piss. And so I load up in the back of a cop car, which I never thought was how I was going to end up in the back of a cop car. I'll be honest with you. That is not how I envisioned it playing out was me standing on a bridge about to step off and then all of a sudden I'm behind the cage which by the way the back of the cop car not comfortable who would have thought it's not comfortable you don't think about it you don't think about what it's like you just kind of assume that they would have you know the cushy seats in the back no it's hard plastic it's a plastic bench in a car 
with like no support, no ass divots. You're just bouncing on the road, fucking boom, 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 boom. Your tailbone's getting all fucked up. And on our way to the the mental hospital, the one of the cops is like, I'm sure in his mind he was like, you know, this this shit's awkward. I gotta talk to this kid, and he goes. So I saw you had a lot of Funko Pops. Those were cool. Uh, do you collect them? And I was like, yeah, when I'm not at Bridges. Once again, met with silence. <laughs> met with silence. I thought it was a fucking boom, crazy line. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought I got him. But yeah, oh man. Yeah, um, when, when we actually got to the hospital... Uh, they lightened up. They lightened up a little bit. They started laughing. They thought it was funny because there was there was one comment I made where they were like, "Your height? What's your height and weight?" Um, trying to get the biometrics or whatever. And I was like, you know, five eleven, but six foot on Tinder. Don't tell anybody. And the cop thought that was funny. So they did have a sense of humor. They just couldn't show it, is my guess. But you know. The reason I wanted to tell that story is because I've got what good what good is sitting there fucking crying about crying about it? What good is you know moping over it? What good is making it a thing? It's like, yeah. Yeah, I fucking that night is probably the darkest I hope. I hope is the darkest night of my life. And yes, I'm going to revisit it. And, like, yeah, it's still going to plague me until I die. I'm sure of that. But, like, what good is moping over it? Why not at least find the silver lining? Why not crack a joke or two about it? That's what I'm saying. So, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to stop taking myself so goddamn seriously and fucking everything. Fucking stop taking everything so fucking personally. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's just the the remnants of my, I mean, flat out, not to beat a dead horse, but it's the product of my upbringing. Everything was a thing in my house growing up. So, like, everything is a thing to me. Like, even the fucking dishes are a thing. It's like, you didn't do the fucking dishes? What What is wrong with you? Like, shit like that, so... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess what good, what good does holding it inside do? Nothing. Doesn't do anything. So yeah, I just wanted to tell that story and I guess share how I'm feeling with you as usual. Um, I'm going to just reset the camera here. Actually, no, I won't. No, I won't. Fuck it. It's fine. It's going. I can see it. Um, no, I'm not going to reset. But, I tried to do this last week. I tried to do something a little bit like this last week. I tried to do predictions um, with with the NFL. Because I've always wanted to... I've always wanted to do a show. I've been pa- going back and forth with the idea. But, today... Like, I cut it because it wasn't good. I didn't like it. I didn't like how it turned out. Um, but for the... What, the next, like, 15 minutes or so? I'm going to light a J, and we're going to fucking talk football. And today I'm talking to Bengals, because that's the game that just was on. We're going to talk Bengals, Seahawks. Bengals got the dub. Woot! Let's go! Who day? So let's light this bitch up, and let's get to fucking speaking ball. Let's get to fucking talking ball, baby. Let's get a fucking talking ball, you feel me? Go. Let's go. What's that term for when it like burns on one side? I can't remember. I think it's called roaching or something. But yeah, it's like, look at that. It's fucking halfway there. I'm in Michigan, definitely. I'm 100% in Michigan. This is legal. Um... No, I won't. I won't tell you where I'm at when I'm when I'm recording this. 
I have a whole. <coughs> oh God. <coughs> <coughs> I need some water. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> Fuck. <coughs> yeah, imagine <coughs> Christ. Imagine imagine you're on a first date <coughs> with a fucking hunk from a gym. <coughs> <coughs> and this is what he looks like after one goddamn hit. This was going to play out a lot better than I thought it was going to. A lot better. It's played out a lot better in my head. I did not anticipate me not being able to breathe. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're good. Let's talk the Bengals. Um, so, quarter one. Overall, overall, it was a very solid football game. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed the fuck out of it. First half, first half takeaways. Um, the Bengals look solid on offense. Defense, defense, this is where it gets fun. Defense, so the Bengals look solid, but so did the Seahawks at the same time. It was just solid ball almost all game, just by either side. By either side. Um, one one thing of note is Geno Smith. He's a, a good quarterback. Um, but he's like he's like right there on the cusp of being a great quarterback. Which I feel like is a lot of the QBs in the league right now. Um, where it's like Maybe it's maybe it'll come. Maybe it'll come with time. Maybe it'll um like we're just we're just so accustomed to growing up with Brady and Rogers and Favre and Mannings, like the Mannings. Like we're so used to that shit and we grew accustomed to it. After fucking 15, 20 years of them. Um, and now we're getting all these... Well, I mean, we're getting kids my age. Who don't want to work, by the way. Uh, we... We're seeing, we're seeing the, new, the new generation of NFL football. And... I don't... I think I'm used to... The automatic nature of these veteran football players, these veteran QBs. Whereas now, we're seeing more and more of, they're like right there. They're like right there. And I know in a year or two, um, they're going to finally get there and hit their stride. Kind of like what happened with Mahomes. I think he was the first the first of the new generation. Where it like took, I think it was year three or four he started to pop off. And became the monster that he is now. So I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for that. I think Geno Smith is going to be fine. I think he's going to be a very solid QB. It's just he's like right there. He's like right there. They got the team. They got the fucking talent. They got Metcalf. They got their guy. Who, by the way, Metcalf needs fucking tested for fucking roids. <laughs> Especially after today. The way he was fucking... I guess he's had problems all year with being um being aggressive being like way too into hurting people. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see where um Geno Smith and Joe Burrow and you know that whole class of new age QBs, Trevor Lawrence who's just finally hitting his stride, which is fucking exciting. Um it's just I'm excited to see like where they're at in ten years, like the le- five years before their retirement when they're fucking peaking, they're at their very very best. It's gonna be a very fun time. 
very exciting time. But yeah, I just I just wanted to give him props and say that he was like he's like right there. I'm excited to see what he does. But yeah, I'm gonna go through a little breakdown because I kind of kind of wrote down notable plays and shit. I took notes during film. Um, and yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of see. So quarter one. Um, this is actually a funny one. So the first the first half, uh, or the first quarter, my whole thought was like Cincinnati defense doesn't they don't look scary they don't look as scary or as intimidating as they did they don't look they don't look i mean tough like they looked solid but they didn't look scary like the last two years um and boy did i boy did i eat my words the way that game ended but we'll get there um it was nice having a good announcer again, where the last, like, five weeks <laughs> has been some shitty, shitty announcers like Sanchez, who clearly want the Bengals to lose. I mean, he talked about fucking, right before the half last week, Joe Burrow was going to roll out to the right, everybody was going to block, and they were going to kill time the last two seconds, two, three seconds, and then throw it deep, so that way they didn't have a chance and then they took a fucking knee and it was like bro (laughs) mark sanchez seems like he's the wannabe tone he wants to be tony romo so bad um let's see let's see okay that was a big one um just the effort the effort by the bengals to get that extra yards in the first quarter i think it set the tone for the game they were there was a moment where oh, I think it was Higgins. It might have been Higgins. Um, it was just a normal five-yard play, just a normal like slant um, or whatever it was. But he like, it's that little extra reach at the end that I love, where he could he he should have went down. He could have went down, like normal player anybody else would have just went down but he fought to stay up in the first quarter on a standard route and like you can't teach that you can't teach that effort so just shit like that that all the all the Bengals receivers do obviously I'm biased I wasn't watching the Seahawks as closely but yeah um main takeaway from quarter one was that it was just a. Both teams looked good. Um, Bengals had a little bit more momentum, and I was happy to see that the Bengals looked solid for a second week in a row. And then we got quarter two. Um, let's see what we got here. Bengals seem like they've got depth. Oh yeah, because they had the backup last week come in for the Bengals and um, do his thing in replace of whoever was out for a rib injury. And just shit like that, that shows me that they got depth. They don't just have the stars. It's like they have the people that can step up if need be. Um. Yep, yep, number 80, whoever it was. I don't fucking know. Let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, how... How fucking... It seems like defenses in the in the league... And it's starting to trickle down into into college, are starting to um, prevent the the deep ball. Like they don't want teams to take a shot anymore. So they they actively prevent that and kind of force you to do the little check down passes, the the slant routes that you can't throw the deep weapon as much anymore, and. It, I could tell that the Bengals were kind of doing that. They didn't. They had the one time that Metcalf was open, and they returned to that play, which I thought was pretty fucking sick. Like first quarter, they had that um, just wide open a couple times Metcalf, and then they they started scheming to that later in the game, which Seahawks found success, or so they thought, until they got to the fucking red zone, baby. Um, I'm just gonna skim through here actually because I don't have time to go through each one individually. 
But yeah, it was it was like first half. First half, I'm just going to kind of blow through this. I got a minute to kill. Um, first half was a lot of offense, and I thought it was cool to see the second half that it was all fucking defense, including, including, and props to, props to Seattle. It was a fucking clean game the whole time. Um, but that, that Bengals red zone, red zone defense just fucking stuff, stuffed, 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 stuffed over and over. Just fucking got, it's just a brick wall. It's just a wall, a wall on the one. The Bengals red zone defense should be called the wall on the one because you can't, it's just fucking there. And I mean, good luck. Good luck. Just good luck. And that was a note. Let's see when I put that in. When did I put that in? Um, I think it might have been quarter two. Quarter two. Yeah, quarter two. I put fucking Bengals red zone D. The last, or yeah, red zone defense the last three years. And I mean, I was right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, if you disagree, let me know about the football or chime in about other football shit. I don't know. Thank you for listening. My name is Anakin Meeker and I will see you in the next one. Who day? Goodbye.